Come along, R2. Don't be so silly. You can't possibly be getting whooping cough. Droids don't get diseases like whooping cough or measles or polio. Parents of Earth, are your children fully immunized against childhood diseases? Call your doctor or local health department and find out. Immunize your children, please. And may the force be with you. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who is scruffy looking? Less. I wanna buckle up, baby. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever see that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weakened geek covered. And you? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 250 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Dolachai, and the man who's been with me since the very first one, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man we call Crunch Crunch, Mr. Les. Got snuck in on like the 12th episode. Right. And then we, we, we kept you. You trapped me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> trapped you. Yeah. The king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. King Tom, what's up, buddy? I've been here for like 80, but, you know, sending in stuff for more than that. Only the good ones. You ah! know, king Tom, you've only been here for 80. If, if it's got to be more than that. No way. I, you, king Tom, I, you've been on the show for two years, right? Yeah. But like at weekly, I don't know, maybe the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe two years. Yeah, but before yeah. that, you were there from day one, pretty much. So he's had a, right. a major involvement in the show for quite right. some time. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, the man I call El Hombre, and I was going to say the Bad Batch, uh, the Bandit, Mister Eric Brothers. How you doing, buddy? I'm awesome and great, man. Thanks for asking. And the man that we call Randy. Mr. Randy Lejudite. <laughs> What's up, Randy? <laughs> so close. Hey, how's it going? Congratulations on 250, guys. I've been here off and on for four episodes. Hey, and they've been our best episodes. Nonsense. That's why, Congratulations, that's why guys. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I didn't, uh, we didn't make too big of a deal of 250. I know of 200 we did. I think 300 or actually uh, maybe 275. We should do a live stream, man. Because I watched, I watched Haas's he did his 300th and congratulations again yes. to uh, blue harvest. Mm -hmm. It was great. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I just want to throw this out here. Okay. 50 episodes to go. Mm -hmm. How many weeks are in one year? Anyone? 52. 52. 52. There was an announcement today, oh. which we will discuss mm -hmm. soon that puts that within a window that oh. if we skipped a week or two, just every right. Order or so, right? We right. could have a live episode 300 surrounded by tons of our friends. That would be awesome. And you know, once like that, yeah. yeah. 
once Araj gets back on his vacation train, he will skip enough weeks so that 300 and celebration just hey, magically align naturally. I got, I got, I got vacations lined up, King Tom. So of we course you Vegas, do. We know you do. Going to Vegas <laughs> Memorial Day weekend, and I'm going to Hawaii July 5th for for Malik's birthday. So there you go. It's it's set up for his birthday, huh? Yeah, Jesus, God yeah, he, Almighty, he's two. He's going. He's to Hawaii. been asking for this. I know the second time he's going to Hawaii. Yeah, Hawaii, Hawaii. Hawaii. He's been asking for Hawaii. it for yeah, years. Hands up, just tugging at your shorts, dude. Yeah, he, he's really, really deserved. <laughs> Come on, it, he said lava flows, lava flows. I said I know his internal his internal compass had him pointing. Yeah, just going just, Hawaii. Right. Let's take a day off, Daddy. Oh so, yeah, I am <laughs> so back hard. on the vacation train, King Tom. So we can make that happen. Are. We can make that happen, Eric. Um, let's do it. Let's absolutely do it again, guys. Let's talk. Well, <laughs> well, let's hold off because we're going to talk yeah. about th- that announcement because th- we need some Star Wars stuff to talk about. But uh, Randy, how you doing, man? I'm going to go to you first. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. I don't want to get into details, but I'm doing great. Well, I'm glad I'm you glad here, to be here. Good. I'm glad I, we missed you. We usually see each other once a week. We go out and have some beers. We missed you this week. Um, so I'm glad you're on tonight. How, how was, how were the beers? You know what? I was telling boo, I, I drank four beers last night and I woke up this morning Rag feeling much. like I went to Las Vegas. I, mm-hmm. it, I, I was like hung over dehydrated. I got up at three in the morning, drank a ton of like Gatorade. I was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm back in college, but I'll, I just drank four beers. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, when we went out to that uh that place in downtown Fullerton. Yes, I woke up the next day, wasn't feeling too good, and it it was out of the ordinary because I drank just as much as I drank any other night. Yeah, but that was karaoke night, and Eric he did a mean Bohemian Rhapsody. Let me tell you, Eric did. uh, He really did. It did not, but uh, Randy did. Fantastic, and that probably explains why I had the headache. Yes, me too. (laughs) Uh, Randy, well, I'm glad you're here. King Tom, how you doing? I know you have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I got stuff going on. Some bad, some good. Taking it as it comes. Got a new Weezer album, so at least hey, there's that. How how is it? Uh it's it's different than the last one, but it's good. I is like it's a, it's a No, this is oh. Van Weezer. It's their big oh. stupid rock album, and got it's it. a big stupid rock album. Hey, at least it knows what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's they they really do one what their one song like totally rips off crazy train. Oh, cool. Oh. That's, funny. That's cool. <laughs> I got to hear that. Right on. Eric, buddy, I have a story for you. I'll keep it tight. Had a gig this past Saturday. Already booked, been booked for months on end. The manager calls our singer during the day to tell him, "Oh, Tonight, sponsored by Budweiser Summer Concert Series, we got an extra 200 bucks a man for doing the exact same job we we're oh. going in there to do regardless. That's cool. It was a healthy payday, man. And my wife ever- was glad. Yeah. Was, she was glad but mad. So you're going to go in there tonight and make about what I make in one week. And I'm oh. like, learn to play guitar. I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. <laughs> That's cool. Did you end it with Run to the Hills again? No, we ended it with Heartbreaker by Pat Benatar. But like I said, what I do is in the outro of that song where uh, Neil uh, Gerardo Gerardo. plays the whatever his guitar solo is. I play the solo from Crazy Train. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. awesome. And we ended cool. like they would do like um over the mountain. So I play the solo and went da da big trash can and then That's right. That's so cool. It's pretty cool, man. I love when bands do that. when they they flip flip the script a little bit. I know Pearl Jam at the end of their show, the last little solo, they always play the ending of War Pigs. Dude, we do this thing, and I mean, if you're hip to cover bands at all, we do it more like a DJ would, where the it never there's it never stops, and we tie every song together in a clever manner, like we do. uh, Don't tell me you love me, and it ends by Night Ranger, and it does he's da 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 da, and then we change the interval of the harmony to be the end of the solo in um, One Way to Rock by Hagar. Right. We do half of that and then jump into the kid is hot tonight by uh, Loverboy. Uh, Lover Boy and then yeah. back into the Hagar song. Damn. It's That's, pretty that sounds cool, awesome. Man. I appreciate it, when it, cover it, bands, good cover bands do that kind of shit. That's so we've rad. got this. We've got this medley and then I'll shut up about my stupid cover band where we yeah. do feels like the first time straight into uh, turn up the radio, which I hate that song. Good Lord. <laughs> right into living on a prayer. And then right into lick it up where the modulation and living on the prayer, all that you got, dun, 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 lick it up. And the whole crowd's going, whoa, but we don't go up a <laughs> yeah. step and a half. Now lick, lick it up by kiss, correct? Yep. That's yeah. the one. Something interesting about Pat Benatar and Heartbreaker. I think if I'm not mistaken, that's the second video ever played on MTV. Really? Yeah. That's I cool. Believe, I think. Here's something else interesting about Pat Benatar is her husband, who's a great session guitar player. He's a guitar player behind the excellent solo in Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield, in oh. which music video he just awkwardly bangs around on chords on his guitar during the guitar solo. Oh, that's Neil cool. Gerardo played that. He basically, I don't know, makes her bill her show as Pat Benatar featuring Neil Gerardo. Yeah. Every single time you see her, it's, that's how it is. Didn't Rick yeah, Springfield hey, play it like too lethargic? I don't like, know. He played that guitar riff too lethargic, and they had someone come in and like find like the the motion for it. Maybe. Yeah, that no, I actually I, I had heard Rick Springfield say something. I thought it was interesting. You know, there was a documentary by the Foo Fighters where he, uh, David Grohl, went into a studio, mm-hmm. bought the whole soundboard, and all that. I forgot what it was Sonic called. Highways. Yeah, was it Sonic Highways? I think. And he bought that old, uh, the old mixing board. The, yeah, he bought uh, the, the old SSL the model. And, yeah, and where Tom Petty recorded and and Fluid Mac recorded and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they did a show at the Palladium. It was an after show for the premiere of the movie, and I got to go. Of course, and you he did. had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I shouldn't have said this in front of Randy. God damn it! <laughs> Sorry, Randy. But I'm what I sure wanted to say is, Rick came out with Foo Fighters, and they did Jesse's Girl. Because everybody that was in the documentary came on stage and did their song with the Foo Fighters. They didn't do any Foo Fighters songs, um, but it was hmm. cool. Arash, so, yeah. Second video on MTV was "You Better Run" by Pat Benatar. You better run. There you go. Thank you. Close enough. Which, Which cool. one was the first again? Bungles. 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 Yeah. Oh, video killed video. the radio star. Yeah. yeah. Boo, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Everything I'm, coming up, Struthers? Everything's coming up, Struthers. How about you, Les? You doing right? <laughs> I'm doing great. All right, we're all doing great. Fantastic. Everybody's healthy. How's Boo's head feeling? Boo's head I watched that head. clip uh, from the uh, Captain America episode. You know, <laughs> we just got pegged <laughs> in the head. That was, yeah. 
the the physical it's so pain. much better when you get to watch Boo's reaction prior to getting hit hit in the head. Yeah. Has no idea it's coming. No, no, no idea. Oh, no. I had no idea. I, was I just be see that him accurate. dicking around with the shield, and it's just in my forehead. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the, the physical pain is healed. I'm I'm fine, it's but the, the emotional, emotional pain. pain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who knows? Who knows how long was it spinning, Boo? You know what? I didn't have fucking time, okay, to notice if it was fucking spinning as I get blindsided by Cap Shield. Okay? I should put it in slow mo, man. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's what I should. I, I, oh, oh, there's dude. still time. There's still time. There's plenty of time. Yeah. All right, that's guys. Awesome. Well, check us out on the Sithless.net where you can find all of our episodes, uh, minus a couple because we got got them taken down because of music, which we're going to talk about today, tonight. So there is your shenanigans. Let's jump into the box office. Wrath of Man, not Wrath of Khan, was number one in the box office. $8.1 million. What is Wrath of Man? Does anybody know what the hell this is? Jason Statham. Yeah. Go for it. Guy Ritchie. No, no, no. Go ahead. Same thing. Yeah. Jason Statham, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. uh, Guy Ritchie. Statham's son is uh, uh, killed in a, uh, because he's a, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the uh, sequel to uh, Snatch. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Statham's son is killed because he's a uh, armored truck driver. Oh, okay. So Statham gets a job there and hunts down whoever did it because Ooh, he's he works at Brinks. Yeah, pretty much. And he <laughs> uh, Statham has had his dealings in the underworld, so he's not fucking around. They kill basically they killed they the, kill wrong the wrong guy's dudes. son. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like that. Just uh, every Liam Neeson film. Yeah. He, the <laughs> yeah. funny thing is that's exactly what it felt like, just with more of a revenge aspect instead of saving. But the Guy Ritchie thing interests me because this I, would be like a normal action movie where I'd, I'd be like. like all right, cool. I'll see that at some point. But Guy Ritchie, I was like, all right, now I really want to see that. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm like, I'm more than more than interested. The only so, yeah. couple of Guy Ritchie films I did not like was the one with Madonna. I don't, I don't remember. That was a really bad one. Um, and then I didn't like King Arthur. Oh, Charlie Hunnam. I was so ah. excited about it because I love Charlie Hunnam. I love period pieces and I love Guy Ritchie. And it just disappointed. Yeah, no, that was. I think that was too big for him. Yeah, I think it was too epic. I think. I think he's more of Sherlock Holmes are great. Yeah, they're fantastic. I. I. I think he's just. I. I think that showed Guy Ritchie's full. You can't go that far. Right. Not that much. But yeah. So well, well that was number that one. one. Demon Slayer, what we talked about mm-hmm. last week, and uh, number two, three point one million. Mortal Kombat, two point four. Godzilla vs. Kong, still boo. Yeah, a boy. One point nine. How many times wow. have you have you gone back? I mean, I've seen it a couple more times. I think. I yeah, mean, yeah. And Raya and the Last Dragon, still at one point nine. There's your top five. Randy, <laughs> have you seen anything lately that you want to talk about? Um, I watched uh, a movie on Netflix. Uh, I care a lot. Oh, okay. That was really good. I not that not uh that it was an amazing movie, but it had a lot of little twists. Um, has Peter Dinklage in it. Right. And uh, what's the girl's name? Oh. Uh. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. Great actor. Yeah. Love her in Captain America Winter Soldier. Shut up. Uh... <laughs> That's all right. King Tom always remembers everybody's fuck ups. He's got on like stored away. There's something about Rosamund, Rosemary Pike, Rosamund Pike. Rosamund. Yeah, Rosamund. Yeah. I just can't. I'm not, I don't like her that much. She's a great actress. It's the She's same thing as actress. Aaron Eckhart. I don't like that. After her performance really? in Gone Girl, which yeah, was fantastic. Like she was great in Gone Girl. She was, she's a great actress. It's like the, uh, what is it? Uh, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I just can't see her as somebody else. And that just terrifies me. Because I was like. She played, this, she played Hannibal Lecter? No, no, no. But just like, uh, what's his name? Anthony. Uh, her level of uh, psych, psych. Just, it 
Exactly. Exactly. Just I was just I I can't see anything else. So I'm yeah, just like I, that's it. I think Glenn Close tried to date uh whatever his name is. He, he just won an Oscar for uh for the father. What's his name? Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. She tried to date him, but she couldn't get past, you know. She tried to date Anthony Hopkins? Yeah. But she couldn't she, get she past. She put it on blast. Uh, Damn. No, no, this is years ago. But she couldn't so, get uh, past the whole liver and and uh, you know fava beans and a nice Chianti kind of shit. And, and the saggy oh, balls. He does those lines like all the time. Years old. I hope not. No, that's <laughs> what he eats in real life. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> like a liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti. Be like, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. No. So she's a great actress. I just can't get yeah. past that, which terrifies me. Okay, but the movie was good. Oh yeah. No, you, you didn't see it. Randy, didn't see the movie it. was good. No. Yeah, it's fantastic. But if you if you don't like her in those kind of roles, you're really gonna hate her in this this one. Oh, okay. She plays a character that you just the whole time you're wishing for bad things to happen to her. Oh, gotcha. Well, Les hit me up the other day and goes, You gotta watch Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm on my laptop. Malik is asleep. I'm gonna put it on. I ended up watching five episodes. Really liked it. Les, you want to let people know what this is about? Because very uh, interesting, guys. So, I mean, it's a play. If you take it and just go JL, it's a play on the Justice League in a way. Um, I think it was written. It's actually a com- based on a comic book. I think it was written by Mark Millar, but I don't oh. don't hold me to that. I won't. Don't hold my accuracy that high. Uh, but it is basically just about a new generation of heroes and the passing of the torch in a way but you know do they have to change for the modern times along the way there's just this other plot line that is just a straight up great depression era indiana jones style like just this adventure like this this peter jackson's kong like it's just crazy uh it it, it bounces back and forth with present day and enters to the 30s yeah it does a great job of like heating up and slowing down so it's a slow burn at times and then it heats up properly. Uh, and then there's, a, I finished it already. So I blazed right through it. Um, but I remember texting Raj and telling me to get on it. And there's some major twists going on at the, in the final episode. So there definitely should be a, a second season. They'd be dumb there, not there to do be, that. Be, yeah. 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 But it's, if you're looking for something that, you know, in, in lieu of Marvel content, in lieu of uh, DC stuff, this could this could suffice for sure. It's like I'm not going to compare it to the to the boys, but it's mm. got violence in it. It's adult themed, but it has this like family drama aspect to it, mm-hmm. and then also it's a period piece. So it it all comes together really really well, and it's well done. It's it's the production value is really cool. The actors are great. Josh Dehome, Dehome, what's his name? Duhamel. Duhamel. Yeah, Duhamel. Uh, he's the, like one of the main characters in, and there's a Star Wars tie, right, Les? The Matt, Matt Lanter. Yeah. yeah, he he's oh. in it, and he's really good. And I didn't even know it was him until last night, where Les told me. Yeah. Um. So definitely check it out if you like superheroes and you like action flicks and family dramas. Speaking of on that, has anyone started watching uh, Invincible? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I watched yeah. four episodes. I haven't finished it. Okay. I, I've I've finished it. Really good, yeah. huh, Randy? I like it. I, I I'm not compelled to finish it. That's the only thing I'm oh, like. Eh. Okay. Usually, I'd be. I uh, the boys is by far. Yeah. Way more entertaining, cool. but I, I enjoy it for what it is. 
I heard the last episode of Invincible is outrageous and crazy. So yes. maybe if you can yeah. get to that point, great. Yeah. I, I also watched Mayor of East Town. And that mm-hmm. is um have you been watching it less? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh it's Kate I, I kinda like to keep that one to myself, but I yeah, I, I knew you'd make your way to it. So, it's yeah. Kate Winslet <laughs> and she is fantastic. I mean, like she plays a cop from Philadelphia. You forget it's Kate Winslet pretty much for the first like 15 minutes you just forget and it it's a slow burn but there's twists and turns the character development is so well done that you start feeling sad and angry for people that you just yeah used to 10 minutes i was so mm, so the character development is amazing and it's called mayor of east town it's complicated and it's really well done it's a great hbo show Check it out, people. I think it's, it's, it's a limited season. series, too. Yeah, it's, it's only six episodes. Eight, yeah, six episodes. It's really good. I'm on it's weekly, so I'm on episode five coming up. So I'm all up to date. So check that. Anybody else watching anything else? I watched uh, for a few dollars more. You know, I told you I watched Fistful of Dollars right. uh, mm-hmm. last week. A few dollars more, which is the second in the, the classic Man With No Name trilogy. And dude, that I forgot how dark that movie is. Uh, I don't remember this mad dog killers roaming the land, and like he keeps having these flashbacks to this thing that had happened where he comes in and he's staring at this young newlywed couple, and like from the window or something, goes in, kills the husband, rapes the wife, she kills herself during it. She reaches for a pistol and ends up shooting herself because she can't live with what's going on, and um. It, it's pretty wild, man. It's 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 a great movie. Uh, I love those films. Soundtrack's great. And yeah, good lord, the sixties. What a time! <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I got to go back and watch those. Yeah, those movies are pretty intense. They're they're great. I rewatched El Camino again just for the hell of it. Oh, I just haven't watched yeah. it in a long time. But there's this reality TV show on Netflix, and I just got my Netflix account back, so I've been kind of like going back. It's called The Circle. Yep, I have watched. It is the best junk food in the goddamn world <laughs> I, watched, I got so hooked on this goddamn uh, show dude yeah it's it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy it's uh, have you guys heard of the show i i've, uh, I've watched three uh-uh. four episodes of it all right like on, on face value it's everything i hate about life yeah but i mm-hmm. i gave it a chance and basically what it is it's uh let's just say it's like eight people get in these their own little apartment and they the way they play the game is they have social media accounts with only the eight other people so the only relationship they have with these people is the stuff they type on this uh, pri- uh, like this like social media thing that they have that's not connected to anything else. Mm-hmm. And some of the people are actually who they say they are. A good majority of them are catfishes. And you, it's basically they have to vote off one person a week like Survivor style, but it's all based on this uh, relationship they have through uh, social media. Yeah, The show is freaking ridiculous it's so entertaining i can't recommend it enough it's complete junk food it is and it's really interesting by the way really interesting it's really interesting how people think and how social media plays into your head oh it's 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 really good that's really, so really good. good yeah it's so good i can't circle enough the yeah, circle check it out. definitely worth watching well let's get into some star wars there was some stuff kylo get, some stuff. get us some star wars <laughs> time for eric's star wars report well the big news the big news today was that star wars celebration the dates for it have changed again and it 
actually moved up in time as opposed to back in time. Right. It will be on Memorial Day weekend next year, 2022, which unfortunately, apparently is going to screw some of our Australian friends. Oh, no. The border will not be open completely. And I believe the concern is that they can leave, but they won't be able to get back into the country. No way. <laughs> it's they something can. like that. Oh, that sucks, dude. Dude, it's it's brutal, man. It's. Anyhow, you know, because a lot of a lot of us have been clinging to the knowledge that that's coming up, that that's our going to be our big thing to look forward to in this community. I realize that people who aren't into Star Wars is like you people are idiots. Oh, no, they're looking forward to it, too. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, so that's crazy, man, that they moved it up and they were the reasons seem vague and not. I really don't get because of the safety and something, something. It's going to cost a lot of money to get hotels during Memorial Day weekend and flights and the amount of people now, traveling. Mm-hmm. And you can't even book anything like today because mm-hmm. nobody books it past a year in advance. So you have to wait a couple of weeks. Right. I think it was because D23 was in the same month and in the yeah. same convention center. You're absolutely right. Because it was, with, it right. was, I think, two or three weeks or maybe just over two weeks over. And not, you know, not that Disney... Owens read pop or anything like that but you know conversations happen deals are made and they say you know we'll give you we'll give you a couple things exclusively if you kind of just move this away because we want the entire convention center for the entire month just move away and read pops like yeah probably sure fuck it so that's mm-hmm. that's what i think but who knows that that's probably some bobby i or whoever's in control shit going on yeah, it's just it's just crazy that it's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is nuts. Yeah, for us, it's I mean, it's okay because we live down here, so it's travel. But tr- to travel during Memorial Day weekend is not fun. No, no, absolutely. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that sucks. But I am well, happy that it's earlier, so we can all see each other. That earlier. is nice. Yeah, and the weather's better. Enjoy that, folks. It, it'll be wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Now, are there going to be like mask regulations? <clears throat> Who knows by then? So yeah. I'll I'll give you guys a slight update. As of June 9th of this month, as far as our governor has said, we will be mm-hmm. back open 100%. California will be back open 100%. Still mask mandate. So right. if that gives you any hope, there's that. July 4th is President Joe Biden's opening back update for, entire, for the entirety of America, hopefully to be back at 100%. That's the hope. So by May of, of, uh, uh, for, um, for uh, what's it called? Celebration. I don't think so. It'll probably be your choice. You know, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, what is it? The, the con crud is a real thing. Yeah. So it'll well, be up to you. Yeah. I think that's, that's it's definitely I, a real thing. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying, you know, what will happen, but the con crud happens. This pandemic happened. Live the way you want to live. Feel however safe you want to feel. I feel like I just got a PSA from the CDC. Uh, mm-hmm. No, let's not do that. <laughs> Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. No. The CBC, not. the Carlos <laughs> Boo something. There it is. I'll, that through <laughs> I'll more. take that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that's, it's going to be really interesting because I know this November for Thanksgiving, we're going to have Comic-Con and they just released a bunch of panels. Like Stranger Things is going to be there and Nightmare Before Christmas is going to do a, a oh. thing. Um, I think it's an anniversary thing, but it's yeah, they're going to have a bunch of stuff. Yeah, so that's going to be really interesting to have see how many people there are allow in that convention center. I don't think it's going to be anywhere near of what it used to be, but 
Well, we'll see. The cons are coming back. Concerts are coming back. I got a couple emails today about concerts that were rescheduled. What have prices been like for concerts coming up? Are they out of hand compared to how they used to be? Or is it just pretty much like it never, you know, like they just been going the whole time? Well, the one, the, the emails that I've been getting are the ones that got postponed and now are coming back. So they're the same price they, they weren't, they didn't change prices, but I don't know about new concerts just yet. That's an interesting, interesting question. Are they going to try to like Disney? Are they going to try to recoup, recoup the money yeah. that they're losing? So, hey, here's something. And now I'm not way into the comics right now, but uh, Star Wars and is it Marvel wide? They have their uh, their pride variant covers. And I checked out a couple of them, man. They're really cool. And they're focused on uh, the like the characters in the Star Wars stories who are uh, uh, LGBTQ plus. Mm -hmm. And it's a really rad thing, man. But now King Tom and. Les, you guys are more of the comic dudes. Have you seen these in person or anything? They don't hit stores till next month. Ah, so it's anything you're seeing is just the solicits. Um, but yeah, gotcha. the the one thing I've seen some people complain that uh, not not complain, but ha- have the issue that well, they're they're promoting Lando as part of it, but they really haven't shown him as LGBT in the in yeah. in on screen. It's it's you know the one line in an interview. Um. So I I know there's a lot of hope that not just in these books coming out next month, but in the future stories across all media that come out, uh, that that's explored more, not just for Lando, but for other characters. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, also to uh, you're throw right, in. That's pretty easy to say, but. Yeah. Go ahead, Les. I was going to say also to throw in on that. Um. DC Comics is also doing their own. It's called DC Pride too. So, oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just for for Marvel. It's not just Star Wars. I think Marvel is actually not just covers, but one shots throughout the month, right? Um, featuring LD LGBTQ plus characters. Yeah. That's really cool. That's yeah, really cool. that is really cool. Good for them. Well, yeah, rad ass man. Uh, so you and McGregor was on Kimmel and he talked about Kenobi and you know, Jimmy Kimmel, just like the rest of us try to get some goods out of him and he (laughs) wouldn't have it. He did talk about how on May 4th, he got to film a scene with somebody that's special to him, but wouldn't go (laughs) past that. Yeah. I remember when Paul Bettany said something similar. Oh, dude, that, yeah. If it's one of those, man, I mean, um, Haha, you got us, but that was annoying as hell, dude. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was. Not cool. Not cool. Who do you think he's talking about here, though? Because he he asked them, have you been in a movie with him before? And he said no. Yeah, because, you know, speculation was that he was talking about Hayden Christian. And then he talked about Darth Vader, and he's like, oh, I'm not allowed to say, or something along those lines. And Camel's like, well, they've already said that that's happening. But yeah, I don't know. And then they asked if it was somebody related to him. And he said, not necessarily. Not necessarily, yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if he means his ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wedge. <laughs> Maybe he means Vader. Just Vader in his costume. You know? Maybe. He's, never been in, he's never been in a movie with Vader in his costume. Well, in a yeah, he's never filmed he's never, anything. He's never with filmed him, with Vader. Know. 
So that's I don't know. I would that would be annoying, man. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what to think. That would be pretty rad for him. You know what I mean? Just like when Mendo did it, he said he freaked out. He was like really nervous and excited. Does he have any kids? What if like one of his kids he has them is like an extra or something? Yeah, he does have kids. Yeah. Yeah. But he said it was like a special May the 4th thing. Mm. Um, So. Well, I don't know if he just meant that was special for him on May the 4th, that that's when they did this thing or what. I wasn't sure how to what to make of that. But who do you think it is, Randy? Give us give us your guess. Honestly, I don't even trust any of these people who are (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Anymore. Like, I'm not playing the game anymore, man. It turns out he's not even in the show. Yeah, right, right. right. WandaVision broke me, man. I'm not guessing anything anymore. Did you see that they actually, uh, Doctor Strange was actually supposed to be in WandaVision? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was actually, all the commercials were supposed to be him trying to communicate Communicate with uh, with Wanda. Wanda. But they took him out. They took him out. He was supposed to appear in the last commercial, like the the, uh, medication one, the antidepressants one. Oh, Oh, the in-show commercials, you mean? Yeah, the in-show commercials. That would have been awesome. Dang, but they took those out because they didn't want to upstage Wanda. Broke everything. Oh, fucking upstage Wanda. How dare you? So, my point being is like, even they don't know what they're doing as far as stuff until it comes down to the point. Just don't believe him, man. Mm-hmm. Don't believe right. him. Right. Yeah, I guess just hang back. And it, that is one thing he talked about is for the fans. He doesn't want to spoil any of the reveals. Right. Which I think is cool because let's be real. I mean, don't get me wrong, man. We've all been into spoilers <laughs> on some level, one point or another. But there's something about being in the moment in the theater and just having that jaw dropping what the what moment. <laughs> and and that is tough to overlook. I, I I find myself wanting to know spoilers, but ultimately in the grand scheme of things, whenever I do see it raw and fresh and I'm just completely shocked by the visual and all of that it's that's a cool moment too and i don't know which i prefer but man it's i think it's cool that he wants to protect that and i think it's probably wise that he wants to protect you're right because <laughs> camel mentioned specifically well they can't fire you oh, like, yeah. well, that's can't. true that's true nothing they can do yeah they can just not pay him I will say that spoilers that i find that i don't find out and actually find out in the moment stick with me a hell of a lot more when I think back, like I think about back to like uh, the last Jedi, all the stuff that happened in that, I remember remember it very fondly because it happened in the theater. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. stuff like I knew in the Force Awakens, like big stuff, like I don't uh, necessarily have as fond of a memory of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for what it's worth. And I mean, I think for the most part, everybody was like floored by Grogu, by Baby Yoda. And percentage-wise, I'm sure there's some people out there that knew exactly what was going to happen, but mm-hmm. for the m- most of us, that was like, God damn, did that just happen? And that that was pretty amazing. But anyway, who knows what we're going to see in here? I'm excited to see that. He talked about how the outfit's a little bit different. And then he also, after that, showed a video of himself riding a unicycle. So <laughs> that's neat. Has nothing to do with Kenobi, but the dude, or does it? Or, or does yeah, it? exactly. Does or does it? it? Yep. He, maybe he's got one of those grievous cycles. <laughs> that's <laughs> that funny. he rides around. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, he took, yeah. It, he took it off Udipo. I yeah. do, I do like what he said about his experience with special effects and green screens. 
compared to now with the, oh. uh, the volume. Yeah, he said that it's just he said it's remarkable being able to see things and act. Right. And uh, I could imagine for him, he's had he's had the, both ends of the spectrum. You know, someone needs to tell him McKellen. Yeah, right. let him know. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, didn't, he, didn't Lord of the Rings like break him? Yeah, he he hated it. Yeah. He he also talked about how Noel Noel Gallagher actually Camel brought this up that Noel Gallagher had claimed that he had done his that Ewan had done his first lightsaber training with him. With and Noel Gallagher from Oasis? From Oasis. And it was funny because he said, Well, here's what actually happened. So he had this birthday party and he lived just right down the street from me. And I went and there was, you know, we were having a lightsaber fight in the week in the <laughs> early morning hours the next day and Neither one of us really remember it that well. So I'm surprised he said that. And then he didn't say this exactly, but I definitely felt like he was implying that Oasis is completely overrated and he can't understand why people think they're so great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Maybe he didn't say that. Maybe I was thinking it, but it <laughs> was one fair. of us. I can tell yeah. you that. Either one of you were right. So it's yeah, okay. It was that expression that he had on his face. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was that way that he had eyes and a face. I could <laughs> tell. <laughs> Yep. Mm-hmm. Dead see how he has hair. Oasis sucks. See how he has hair? That means he thinks Oasis is overrated. You can just tell. And uh so. man, oh man, I can't wait to get the hate mail for that one. Hey, uh, people, listen, just don't look back in anger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stop. That <laughs> just stopped everything. I'm oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, so hey, so hey, Bad Batch episode two happened. Right. And that was a thing. And I have my thoughts on it, but I'd like to know your guys' thoughts on it first. Randy, I know you're a big fan of the uh, Bad Batch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Randy doesn't watch it at all. I'm Every not time... watching it until the season's done. Yeah, which is cool. This is fine. Uh, I'll, I'll, let me let me go. I thought it was a... Wait, which is episode two? If we record so far late. Like, yeah. like we record this episode. It feels like there's like 10 episodes already out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was cool, man. It was, I'm not going to say it's a filler episode because I hate using that word, but if our in-between episodes are going to be like that, I got no problems with it. It was endearing. Uh, Omega was super cool in it. Um, I like the the uh, play between the two, uh, between um, Hunter and Omega. It's, it's just getting a little bit more serious and a little bit more stronger. The Bond animation's great. It was cool. I, I, yeah, I got no problems with it. I, I thought it was good. It wasn't like outstanding um yeah it was it it was a good continuation from the first episode i like going back to um what's his name cut the one clone from cut Cut laquain yeah that was cool to see yeah it was it was cool to see him and his his family again and his wife had clothes this time king tom yeah dude that's exactly what i was gonna say she had substantially more clothes on yes yeah yeah it must not be as warm as an environment or season as there There it is before but and you know the little things like uh how the the imperials were taking over and making everyone use the chain code thing which is something we've seen in the mandalorian before i like little establishing stuff like that it didn't it was good but it didn't blow me away but not everything needs to Right. And then you can't have like 16 episodes that are just going to be like bangers every single time. Right. Then the effect of being a banger isn't going to be there. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I, it was cool. Thought it was a good episode. Yeah. No, the growth of love that you have for Omega was was nice. You're just like, you understand the kid. You know, she's felt separate mm-hmm. the entire time where mm-hmm. she hasn't felt love 
on uh, on Camino at all kind of thing. She's just kind of a, an assistant or something like that. And now that she feels that somebody cares for her, she's like, I'm not leaving. Are you kidding me? This is this is what I'm here for. You know, this is what I what I've wanted. So, yeah, y- you understand her. She's not annoying at all. Thank God. Yeah, so, yeah. She's not annoying. And Star Wars does a great job of making little kids annoying. Mm-hmm. She, she's definitely not annoying, no. which is cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode. Can't, can't wait for more. I'm glad the family got off the uh, the planet too. That was nice. I I didn't. Yeah. I wasn't sure if they were going yeah. to. I was like, oh god. I do. Okay. With that, and, and you're right. I or I'm not sorry. You're. I shouldn't say you're right. If you're <laughs> whether you're glad or not does not determine whether you're right or not. <laughs> you're glad. goddamn right. I'm right. <laughs> so right? what I mean is, again, I man. agree with you that I'm glad they got off of the planet. But I, it always kills me when the clones are like, hey. You kind of look familiar. You see your own face in the mirror yeah, every that's day. Exactly what I said. If 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 you walked up to yourself with a beard stuck on, you wouldn't be like, "Man, I have no idea who this person is." They would instantly know who it was. And the voice too. The voice is pretty much the same too. It, 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 so it's it, it's a little bit like you know what that reminded me of is in Pee Wee's Big Adventure when uh, he's with Mickey and they're in the car. And they get that stopped at the roadblock, and he's like, "Isn't that right, honey?" And he's like, "That was what <laughs> I was trying to do." That he was using his worst voice changing yeah, ability to do it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was curious, and I thought that the whole "I want you to take the kid with you here." Hey, where are you going? Don't leave me behind. Here I come. That the way they played that out, it's like that card flipped too fast. Mm-hmm. we didn't get to see her come to the realization what was going on we just get to see her hit them leave and then her come running after him and but, but, but you know what i dig it i i like the character aspect of all of this that's one of the things i liked about the falcon and the winter soldier was just the character development mm-hmm. and yeah you got to have it at kind of a simmer at times to really get that to get the depth absolutely so yeah i dig it now here's something that surprised me man and i talked about this on the motivators my son was like me and i did not expect that at all he was just like nah i'm good and i don't know if it's because he was wanting to watch stupid youtube videos of people playing uh minecraft and was just (laughs) mad that i wouldn't let him or if he just genuinely wasn't that that keen to it That's maybe if i showed him the first episode because he hasn't seen that yet oh okay yeah but he just figured hey at star wars there's clones and people in armor and ships that he would yeah he's he gave zero craps about it wow that's interesting yeah yeah, yeah it was good unless you you same right along the lines i know we did the reaction and the breakdown oh yeah yeah it's, it's uh it was it was great to see Omega take her first like steps outside of the facility. That was cute. Yeah. And you know, to touch dirt and all that stuff. And in our reaction, I'm like, don't eat it. You know, like just don't don't put that in your mouth. I, Keep I that out she, of your mouth. I thought she was gonna turn around and say, Do I not entertain? I, I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh-huh. It it has to move at a certain pace. So I understand them leaving some things out. I mean, especially with Omega figuring, oh shoot, they're leaving me. You know, like she did kind of get that feel from them when they were like Oh yeah, go over that way. But you know, for her to like make that decision, like, I don't care. I'm gonna go with them, and to, we kind of missed that. But still, a great episode, and I'm all in on that little 
awesome clone, dude. Yeah, Omega is the best. Cool, man. She's Omega cool. is the best. So that's all I got, man. If there's any, there's probably something else. I'm there is something not, else. We have a voice oh, sweet. We have a voicemail from a uh, a listener that uh, that we love, know and love. Lumberjack Nick nice. sent us an email, but I had somebody. Oh, that's record his voiceover on this email and i'm glad that randy's here let's uh listen hey yo sorry i haven't written in a while been recovering in the mental ward of a hospital after having to endure listening to so many naboos <laughs> anyway love the first episode of the bad batch and i'm super excited for who may eventually make a cameo on the show after all because after all we know how small the Star Wars universe is. We've already had Kanan and Saw, and that was just the first episode. <laughs> Here's some peeps I'd love to see eventually show up. Boba Fett, the safe bet. Mm. Zuckus and Forlong. I think these are the only two OT bounty hunters that haven't shown up somewhere outside of ESB. Good point. Cassian Andor. Baze and Chirrut. Jen Erso. Dryden Voss. Din Djarin. Baby Grogu. Baby Leia. <laughs> Let me know if you think we'll see any of these in a future episode. Lumberjack Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't heard classic. that in a the long time. The laugh is the best part. Thank you, Sal. Uh, and thank you, Lumberjack shit, Nick. Man. One thing we have seen Zuckus and Forlom in Where? one of they are in one of the books, um, The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view. And it's it's pretty hilarious because the they it, it's you know the stories of the other characters in the Empire Strikes Back, and they are pretending to turn, uh, you know, away from the bounty hunter lifestyle. Um, and it was just a very funny story. So they were in that, and then they were they have been in a few issues of Marvel's Bounty Hunters comic. Okay, okay, but they haven't been anything in, in any animation or, or any no. live action. No, got it. Yeah, who do you guys want to see? That list was pretty dang good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll leave they, it at that. That list was pretty good. You think they jump on the baby Grogu chain, um, like the the train, uh, and how powerful it is right now, and add him to Bad Batch? That's tough, man. Because at this point, obviously, he's around. He would have already been rescued from the temple by whoever, whoever, right? The scroll. I don't know, but um, <laughs> maybe. But anyway, he'd be around. I don't know that that's what they would do. Well, you know, there's been some grumbling about how this is very much like the plot of the Mandalorian where you've got the kid. He tries to leave him with somebody safe, but then there's impending danger and blah, blah, blah. I mean, look, that's just going to happen when you have a kid in the mix. It, it is what it is. I don't know. I think it'd be cool. I would like to see if you like caught wind of Obi-Wan briefly. Just mm. because he's just gone into hiding at this point. I, I don't know. Just any of that. Right. Uh, there's a chance we'll see Ahsoka in there. And I sort of hope we do. And I sort of hope we don't. It's There's pros and cons to either direction. But right. uh, past that, I really don't know who else. Except maybe Jimmy Smith. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. That's a good one. Always a good choice. Well, Lumberjack Nick, thank you. Sal, thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. And I hope we get more of these. I'm sure Sal wouldn't mind every single week to do one. So here's something interesting it's about Lumberjack stuff. Nick. 
super nice dude right right well uh he and i were talking and i was like man i'm really you know hopefully if you're are you coming to celebration i'd love to meet you and he wasn't sure and he goes what if it turns out that i'm you know that you guys all think that i'm the biggest dick in the world mm-hmm. i'm like dude have you heard the bad motivators <laughs> that is not gonna happen lumberjack nick is literally the least dickish person i've ever met yeah we've met him yeah. and he's a fan- fantastic human being yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. dude's awesome super good dude christian also i may have mentioned that yes yes yeah super super Much nice like guy myself. so yeah cool pass okay after that i don't have anything else okay well, that was more than I thought, but I think Boo does. I have a question. After seeing the Bad Batch and you know the the effects of Order sixty six and different clones executing the order, I, I it's it got me thinking. There are different instances where you see. I, I think when Plo Kloon dies when he gets shot in the back on uh, uh, from his Jedi starfighter, uh, the uh, what's it called the uh, the clone trooper says. Uh, it will be done, my lord, or something like that, something to that effect. But he says, my lord, I understand that it's in their heads to to listen to the order. But why do they refer to him as my lord instantly? Yes, they don't know or do they know that he is controlling all of this or is it just something they know to say? This is coming from this person in this instance. It's a good point. Anybody answer that question before? I I think that because the the impetus to obey and go along with whatever they've been order they've been given, even though it's completely counterintuitive compared to their relationship with the very Jedi that they're killing, that programming contains the information they need to know that he is mm-hmm. now their master. Yeah. See, uh, and not only not only that, he becomes emperor before Order sixty six goes down. So no, he, no, he, no, no, it's after it's after. Yep. Yeah, he's Supreme uh, Chancellor, Supreme Chancellor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's been there's and I, I can't remember. If, I can't remember if I saw it in an animation or, or in uh, Revenge of the Sith. They say somebody talks to him or something like that. Or it's, somebody says they say the, the Chancellor. So they know at that moment, you know, the Chancellor, mm-hmm. the Supreme Chancellor said this. And then in the next, my Lord, my Lord. And it was, it was, it was well, so that got me thinking. I was like, that's right, do, do they know? Or he, he gives a speech right after that. Bingo. I think, yeah. I think it's just, you know, generic showing deference to someone. But there's something that, from a story point of view, has always bothered me about Order 66. And I absolutely love the sequence. If you think about it, though, Palpatine says a personalized Order 66 message to Cody, who's with Obi Wan, to mm-hmm. like, they, they show him, show, you know, Commando, whatever, yeah. execute or certain. And so, why is the he- the guy who's in charge of the galactic government sending out a personal, you know, even if it's just three seconds, execute or Commander Blank, execute Order sixty six? Why is he sending one out to every clone officer in the field? Just say, you know, generic message: all clones execute Order sixty six. So he's he, so he <laughs> says a hilarious thought. Yeah, he's just that ballsy at this point. He's right. like, he, it I, takes him a day to do. It takes him a little while. It's very yeah, that's why he's so old. He's very yeah. detailed. Doesn't want anybody <laughs> to drop the ball. Yeah, exactly. He's like, ain't nobody gonna fucking stop me now. You know, he's like, it's fucking <clears throat> happening. You know, it's it's over, folks. Right. So, so he so, says, yeah. Commander Cody. Commander yeah. Cody. Yeah, and then, orders six, yeah, and then he sends one later on to the to the to the other ones, and yeah. that, that's just one of those things that like I love it, but at the same time, George really could have used an editor editor right there. 
Yeah. That man, I never thought about that. King Tom. Awesome. Let me, in all seriousness, let me ask you this. Do okay. you think that they wanted to give those clones names in the moment? Cause had we, we heard Cody's name before. Yeah. Some of the others, had we ever heard them or it's like, this is going to look great on that card back when it's I, in the store. I have no doubt about that because we get oddball in the, um, in the opening and he's a, he's like in a pilot's uniform and I think there was a toy of him. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough to say, man, but you're right because he, also in Canon, we've learned that there are thousands of Jedi. Yeah. At this point, it's yes. spread at thousands. So is he calling up everyone or, or mm-hmm. did he go and cut those all ahead of time and then <laughs> use maybe? like, you know, a ton of editing. Yeah. I, I got yeah. Just stream them live. I, and I, I was, I was rereading this recently and I know we talk about it all the time, but the revenge of the Sith novelization does an excellent job of showing how like order 66 is the, the climax of the clone wars and just how the whole plan fits together. And it's a great read. So if you have time, um, I I read the uh, video book version of that. So. <laughs> I'm sure you that, did. Wow. That sounded old. That sounded like you haven't Ooh, watch out for your head. Years. I know, right? He's gonna throw <laughs> a fucking book at me. I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> it will watch you die. This will be evidence in a fucking court case. Yeah, you'll be seeing be... stars just like he did with that shield. Yeah, too. exactly. This should be infamous. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, you know, maybe, maybe it's one of those things with the advanced technology of the hollow net or however they're doing it. Is have you ever seen? You ever got an email from a company where it didn't correctly replace the token? in the email with mm-hmm. your name like it's supposed to maybe that's how he did it it's like he yeah. he goes he's like hello commander cody execute order 66 words just replaces that thing it's with just like an punch. excel script or something yes exactly yeah. where it punches it in and fills in the variable yeah i i got a question about younglings so they're all dead yeah but the question i have is so they are taken with, they don't have free will of leaving. They're taken because they're all underage. Let's just, this, mm-hmm. the facts are facts. Mm-hmm. The parents give the choice to have them taken away. But at the end of the day, they're pretty much taken away without any free will. Yeah. Yeah. That is fucked up. It's for, well, their, it's, it's, it, and but to, it's for their own good is what the council sees it. Yeah. I think that it's, it's i suspect that the i the notion of being a jedi is the most glorious thing anybody could do right and i think maybe they see it that way but also especially if you take them as an infant they never know any better so in their mind they've got all the free will in the world that's awful though that's just what they were taught but see the jedi that's like little baby shamu out in the water Taking him in and taking him to SeaWorld without knowing any better when he grows up and he's in a tank all his life. That's that's a good point, too. But like, you know, the Jedi, if you remember in I can't remember which because they they did this in Rebels when Mm -hmm. they're the um, Inquisitors, weren't they like trying to find the force sensitive kids? Right. And like the Jedi had this thing where they said um how'd it go it's like i believe the younglings are our future teach, teach them, them well, well and let, let them lead them the way. way and uh okay. yeah i think it's just so important for the galaxy that they're 
that somehow makes it all okay. I, I see it as like a like a lifelong military academy almost where, you know, they're going to shape and mold them and, you know, give them the best opportunity kind of thing. It is messed up. The, the entire concept of it. Yeah, is the con- I'm just saying Absolutely. the concept is really bad. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a good point. When you think about that, it, maybe that's part of what led to Anakin flipping out. Because if you'll remember, man, he when he was like <laughs> turning into Darth Vader before our very eyes, he's got that one monologue that he gives where he says, I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadows. <laughs> yeah, yeah if dude. I, if I was, what was the next line? Some heavy stuff. It was something about if I fail, if, if I, succeed, I succeed, at, at least, least I'll, I'll still live, have I believe. Yeah. What no matter what question? they take from me, they can't take away my dignity. Two of my arms, oh. one of my arms and two of my legs, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it's so bad. This whole, this whole episode. Hey, come on. I, that, yeah. Oh, no, I love it. That's the, I know how bad it is because I love it. <laughs> My well yeah the, the reason i even brought this up is i was i have this book somebody got for our baby shower and it's star wars made easy or something like that it's a really thick book it's really cool oh, wow yeah and in one of the things i was reading to malik today and it went to younglings and it says yes taken away at a young age and sever any kind of relationships or feelings they had towards anybody Oh, I was did, like, that's fucked up. Did you man. tell him he's going to get kidnapped? Is that what you fucking said? Yeah, I, I was telling him, like, you better wise up, kid. Like, I'll send you to the Jedi. Yeah. I told my daughter not too long ago, I said, listen, if you keep this up, you're going to live with your real parents. Oh, <laughs> that's awful. That'll I'm going to use that. Dude, she knows better. She knows I'm full of crap. That kid is like wise beyond her years, <laughs> and she has had enough of my shenanigans. <laughs> She's done with <laughs> much like her mom. But uh, that is nah. pretty weird when you think about it, though. To to take them like that because they don't know who their parents are. And yeah. I, don't, I think that's the general rule that most of them they have no idea. They have they no just, idea who their parents are, and nobody mm-hmm. really brings this up. Like, because when you yeah, think about yeah. it, that's the exact same thing that happened to the stormtroopers. Yes. When you you know you hear Finn talking about yeah. how he was taken from exactly. a family, you'll never know. Exactly. And uh, yeah, maybe that's what ultimately leads to this whole thing. Gotcha. But obviously, yeah. in the time of the like after Order sixty six, it's in their best interest to have yeah somebody good take them because you know we see this in the Ahsoka novel where she's in a spaceport and realizes this family, one of their kids is force sensitive. And she's like, you need to lock this kid away yep. and mm-hmm. never let him see the light of day, essentially. Right. And hopefully this is an, an ability that will just fade away with lack of use. Well, think about broom boy, that poor kid, poor kid. He's still sitting there. Like all the animals are free and he's still mm-hmm. a slave. Yeah. Yeah. And he's running everywhere. When he does that scene from from breaking though with the broom, oh yeah, that'll be that that'll be hip, that was, man. That is gonna be hip. Has has that always been the way? What breaking? No, no. Where the where the kids are are taken at a young <laughs> age, or like how long has that been a thing? Because the Jedi have been around for a long fucking time. It's not in the High Republic, is it? Not yet. Time? We haven't yet. any reference yeah. of. But they I, they mention younglings, but they yeah. do. All right. Well, this was riveting. Riveting is the word. Yeah, huh? I love how sedately you said that because that's how you know it was riveting. Yeah, so jacked up. <laughs> pop culture potpourri. So jacked. Why am I calling it pop culture potpourri? 
That's so stupid. It's That's been bad. less than a week since Resident Evil Village was released, but the game is already one of the biggest successes of the year, selling more than 3 million copies in only four days. Dang. This is a, yeah, this You're is good. a Capcom. This came I, from a Capcom press release, by the way. I'm sitting here looking at the buy button on my screen. Even as we speak, I'm waiting to hear what Randy has to say. Right. This is one of the best results for a game within the franchise. I want to know why this game still is so damn successful. Randy, you've been playing it. I played mm -hmm. a bunch of these Resident Evils. I don't know where I stopped, but great game. When I played it, it scared the shit out of me. Um, how is this one? This one's good. I didn't... Um, it's important to... Like, every few Resident Evil games, they totally turn the series up on its head and reinvent what the game is. Mm -hmm. Like, originally, if you played the original ones, they had, like, those... Uh, static camera angles and they used a yeah. lot of that to get you scared about things you couldn't see you had no control over yeah, and then yeah. they made uh on the gamecube they had the over the shoulder one where it was more action oriented yeah. oh, and then they yeah. went in that direction for a little while and then recently starting with seven they went to first person and kind of stripped away all the uh zombie stuff and just oh. went more to like the greatest hits of horror kind of like the last one was very much like uh uh chainsaw massacre kind of uh psychological kind of horror wow. not so much uh you kinda know like saw bombastic yeah very much very much like that kind of stuff and then this newest one they're doing kind of the uh european uh like transylvanian horror oh okay so um and i think uh, i haven't i didn't really pay attention to the game much before it came out but the big thing that it seems the internet is really into is the really tall vampire chick Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah, Lady Dimitrescu. Yeah. Uh, it turns out that there's there's something buried deep down in people where they just want to be oppressed by a tall woman with big boobs. That's just, it's just a thing. I didn't make it. The internet did. They did. They oh, run I'm with looking, it. I'm looking at it right they now. They run with it. <laughs> and what is your initial reaction to her? Uh, just freaky. And um, she's like nine or seven feet tall or something like that. Yeah. Um, nine feet tall. Let me bring her yeah. up on the screen for you guys. Please don't. <laughs> She's got a giant Freddy Krueger hand. Mm -hmm. Oh, she does? She's got a legit Freddy Krueger. Like, it's it's amazing, dude. She's really? got a legit glove with like... They're like carnage. 10 feet dude. long blades on them. They're amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. This is her right yeah. there. Yes. Um, you can't get a real... Oh, wow. I guess you can see how tall she is because the other people are waiting. And those are her daughters, yeah. Yeah. You've been playing it too, Les? No, but I follow the Resident Evil slash Biohazard franchise. Okay. I've watched all the movies. I, I played up to the GameCube version. And in the GameCube version, they started doing the whole like village where you go and it's uh it's basically they're still bioweapons. They're still like created in a lab and experiments gone deeper and more gruesome and more uh crazy and Umbrella is still an asshole. Umbrella is still doing their thing, basically. Mm -hmm. But yeah, the gameplay switched here and there. The the over the shooter, over the shoulder for GameCube was cool, and uh, the franchise has just never gone away. Rog, I'll be honest. They, no, they I know, I know, I know it has really, It's pretty amazing. That's why I want to talk about it a little bit. And then sometimes they go back and bring old characters back. So I know before the previous one, I think you got Leon, Claire, Chris and ada and a couple other people that you could just run through the game with and they all had to come back to help fight off something and i think it was called resident evil like 
zero or biohazard or something like that. That one was six. That was six that had. Like, yeah, everybody came pick. back and then. Yeah, it's a uh, new characters still come in and. It's still pretty cool, but yeah, for them to just go from the zombie, because that was one incident. Let's be honest. If you think about the whole franchise, Raccoon City was an experiment. And that's that, you know, like there's other cases that have come up in like the film franchises, too. But other than that, it's just all this is all experimentation. So uh, but to get this like old world. And to see her dressed like a Victorian era, like. You know, it's like just yeah, it's that's a cool new twist on it. Yeah, pretty freaky. Cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of cool. They do uh they have a thing where it's pretty much like four vignettes of uh different types of horror. The first mm-hmm. one being the Lady Dimitrescu, where it's a Transylvanian like vampire horror, where oh, the uh, yeah. daughters are like little vampires. Then you have that the tall lady just kind of like chasing you around, like stalking you throughout the uh, castle. Oh, uh, yeah. Um. Ed, but for the most part, it's not as much of a scary game. And so you get the next section is, mm-hmm. my God, one of the most scary things I have ever played in a video game. Really? And I don't say that lightly, like psychologically, yeah. like just scary as hell. I'm not sure if you guys really like I want to tell it, but I'm not sure who's still playing the game. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Tell, well, tell, tell me off air. So I'll be honest. What I'll say is I stopped playing because I didn't have a navigator. So what I with back in the day, people, we used to go when you bought a game, you bought a guide with it. So someone there was like they would put a, a nice thick omnibus together. And I you, saw read, my, you had I a saw navigator. My, I saw my combat yeah. guide. <laughs> you, yeah, and you have a navigator <laughs> and they read. They say, OK, get ready. It, it, it actually helps to have a navigator. But once I didn't have people to help me navigate the scary ass game, I said, I'm done. I can't do it. So there's this thing called YouTube. So Randy, you would have to watch YouTube as it's going on and try to gameplay with it or right. You know what I mean? In some cases. So it's just easier to have a guide, someone reading the guide, but go ahead. Should I buy it? Uh, I think it's a fun game. Keep in mind. I really, really like the popcorn uh, lore of it. Uh So that's the file. read. But if you want something, if you want to be, like B movie scared, and that's something you're into. Plus, you like something that has like action that you can kind of get involved into. Then, yeah. But it has to. I think the uh, the novelty of the game is enough that it's worth playing if you like horror games. But there are, if you're easily scared by things, there are some parts that are so tremendously scary for me, anyways, that it would stop me from playing. Huh. Oh, yeah, they like to make humans really is, grotesque. Oh my gosh, that part is so yeah. fucking scary. Uh, question for you, Boo. I know you hate movies that are scary. Mm-hmm. Are you same thing with video games? Oh, absolutely. Really? So you won't play this this game? No, like the last scary scary game that a Gary game scary game mm-hmm. that I played was uh, uh, Fear. I don't know if you guys remember that. Uh, yeah, yep. yeah. So that game, I was like, all right, looks pretty cool. I lights on music all the way down uh just yeah i finished it i finished it but that was about it and i'm like yep never doing this ever again so just, absolutely not i've said this many times on this show the scariest game i've ever played was called d and that oh, game d. scared oh, the yeah. shit out of me d. man yeah the dracula d. game yeah in the, in the hospital yeah. yeah oh man that game scared the shit i mean you only had an hour to beat the game or you would die mm-hmm. 
And there were some scenes in there that freaked me out. Yeah. That's weird because like when I was a kid, like I could play through that game, no problem by myself. And it didn't even bother me as I've got older. Maybe games have got more scary because I I think scary games now are on a different level. Yeah, I'm sure this would freak me out. That's that's crazy. But I am super intrigued, man. Yeah, it's worth playing, man. I'm having a good time with it. Well, well done. Resident Evil, man. Still doing its thing. Boo, you have any a uh, couple quick bits for us? Oh, absolutely! Just just a couple in yeah. there. <laughs> one very one movie specific. Um, Knives out. Yeah, that is correct. That is correct. Uh, so we have a couple of castings. You know, I loved uh, Knives Out. I'm sure everyone else out there loves it as well. For Knives Out Two, this is going to be even more of an ensemble cast. It looks like. So I'll just rattle them off: Dave Bautista, uh, Janelle Monae, and Edward Norton. Very nice. Are going to be in Knives Out too. Very nice. So yeah. What's do you guys know what's going on with Batista and Drax in his comments? Is he? I I read it and I was like, oh, he's not coming back for three. And then I read another one that he put out, and then he said he's coming back for three, but he's done after that. He's I, not happy where the character went. I think what uh, he was driving at is the character's going to be around right forever. Yeah, it just won't always be him yeah. playing it. He's and like, he I'm, he was, but then he said he was disappointed of what they did with the character. Yeah, he did say that because he said in the in the comics, Drax is way, way more of a badass than uh, what he is in the movies. So, yeah, I can see that where he's kind of upset. He didn't get to, like, really go for it. Right. But I mean. Drax does go through a period in the books where he's. Uh, diminished like mentally diminished and uh for like la- I'm trying to find a better term than to say well he's disabled basically where he is disabled now I don't know if that's what they're going for with this one but he was more like a bizarro version or like Solomon Grundy type yeah. where he's just like you know zombified kind of right. uh I'm trying to just nail it down a little bit more for people but in in yeah, this version sense. with Batista is kind of like that where he's a not little bit. yeah Right, because he was actually, if I'm not mistaken, he was originally conceived to defeat Thanos in the mm-hmm. books. Like he's supposed to be able to face off, square off with him face to face, pound him into the ground. So, and he has been able to on occasion. I think you're thinking uh, along the right. I think they could have given him maybe a few more moments where he's he's all kick ass, but. In the first uh, Guardians movie, he has he does have a few of those moments, like in the jail, and mm. you know when he when he takes on um, Ronan's guys at, at nowhere, uh, he has some great moments. But the thing is, like you said, in in the comic series, he is very mentally diminished, and yeah, they do play up um, the not getting metaphors thing for, for comedy, but they've given him so much more character depth in mm. the films that I would think as an actor. Um, and, and I, I think Batista is a, 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 a really good actor, but I think he would rather have something like everything he's been given with the, the backstory of Batista's family rather than, Ooh, me Drax, me kill Thanos. And, yeah. But, but yeah, you can't right. have two Hulks basically. Yeah. That, 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 that film wise, you just can't do that because right. That's the thing. Him and the Hulk would be on the same power level as far as strength goes. Like that's Drax is built to do like he's built to be that guy. But 
and I but I could see him just saying, you know, why couldn't they at least I, I understand if he's disappointed, but then again, this may just be people trying to play some shit up too. Just uh, yeah. to like to get it going. But yeah, he's also right. He's getting older. He may not be able mm-hmm. to stay in the shape that he's in to be because he's shirtless. You know what I mean? He's shirtless well, the he, whole time. That exact point, by the way. Yeah, so it's like at some point he's gonna become drips instead 50, of drag. I think he's fifty four. Yeah, so so drips is going to be running around, and I don't know if people want to see that. Drips or droops, <laughs> droops instead of drags. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, of course. All right, sorry. Yeah, I think just, about I, how physically that has to. Yeah, like, at that age to have to stay in that condition, that is yeah. a lot to ask of. I can barely get on an exercise bike. Right. I can only imagine if having to stay in that kind of shape all the time. And and, and there's some questionable things that people may bring up too in order for those guys to stay in shape. And maybe it's time for some of those people to not even go near that stuff as they get older too. But mm-hmm. blueberries. I mean, yeah, don't don't take blueberries, people. Um, I've heard. So yeah, blueberries are will blow you up. But uh, yeah, it's it's just yeah, he's getting older. He's obviously getting older. I mean, didn't Daniel Craig have the same complaint, Raj, about yes. Bond? He didn't want to take his shirt off. <laughs> he's like, please, no more. And like, they said, we'll done. give you twenty five million dollars. He said, okay, I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> Done. <laughs> all right, so go ahead, Boo. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 out. no, no, no. That was good. That was all my, uh, all my. Boo oh, those are all your bits. That was, that was it. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. We have a, another voicemail, and this will lead into a trailer trash from our friend Turbo. And um, let's see what Turbo has to say, and then we're gonna watch the trailer trash. Hey, Sith listeners, it's your buddy Turbo from Sydney, Australia home of Marvel Studios for the next five years and the filming location for Thor, Love and Thunder and Shang-Chi. Sorry I don't have any scoops for you. Um, I'm not a fan of hiding in the bins at Fox Studios. Um, (laughs) Just wanted to drop in and congratulate you guys on 250 episodes. A a quarter millennium is a huge milestone. Um, Each episode usually drops on a Sunday Arvo in Australia, just just in time for me to crack the first beer of the day and kick back and relax in the hammock and listen. Thanks, Thanks for the inspiration, King Tom. God, that um, sounds nice. I've got to admit, I only started listening to the podcast because of Eric. I think it was episode 67 back in 2017, which 67. is a long time ago. So I'm not not a true Sith List fan, but I haven't missed an episode since. <laughs> no, trust me, you are. Um, yeah, yeah, the truest. I think everything yeah. about you guys, the production value, all the podcast segments, even even Naboo, which, which I'm learning <laughs> to tolerate. Um, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I'll Someone ever tolerate to. Fuck Tenet, right. though. Um, luckily, it's Fuck a short segment. <laughs> so today, you've probably heard millions of Australian voices crying out in terror um, with the announcement that Celebration has moved to May 2022. This It's really a, a kick in the nuts. Um, as a day earlier, it was announced in the federal budget of all places that um, international travel will likely not resume until mid-2022. Some say... Some, some people are saying it's like an ep- economic forecast. Um, others are saying that the borders are shut until then. Uh, basically, it's due to a useless prime minister that's failed with the vaccine rollout. But mm. I won't dwell on that. Um, but for some reason, I think all of this has made me more determined to come to celebration. Yes. Um, look, I, I could even fly to, via New Zealand if I have to. Um, I was looking forward to hanging with you guys again. Um, there just wasn't enough time in Chicago. So, But look, I'm optimistic a year is a long time and anything can happen so i'm holding on to my ticket i'm gonna lock in some flights anyway and um and see well, what happens done 
Like his, it. Uh, celebrations are built on hope. Um, all right, guys. <laughs> take like care, that. my friends, and may that force be with you. Man, that was a fantastic voicemail. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Turbo. Turbo, we love you, man. And I think, I, I, I think he should be prime minister. I think he should be prime yep. minister. And, and you're right. Anything <laughs> can happen in a year. Remember 2019? <laughs> and look what happened in 2020. So anything can happen and things will change. I'm glad that you're still getting your tickets and still coming down here. I can't wait to hang out with you. I really, really appreciate the nice, kind words. And you're right. I didn't know Eric started in 66, 68. That is rad. I thought it was way after that. Yeah, it's, it, I can't believe it's been that long. That's Jesus. pretty wild. Yeah. The Turbo is the, about one of the best people you could ever meet. Yeah, he's the best. And honestly, yeah. that entire crew, man, they were all just such great people. And I really hope that this works out and that they can come to celebration. And uh, honestly, like if it was a matter of, Hey, we can come like if they could leave the country, but couldn't get back in and it was going to be a span of weeks. I'm like, we could figure out, come and live with me for two weeks, three weeks. The whole Australian thing. By the way, I wanted to plug Josh Chapman's Star Wars spelt that I got the honor to be on his podcast just a couple of days ago. I think it's out already. And we, the majority of the time we were talking about how great celebration was and how great it was meeting up. We can't wait to have that same experience again. And then they dropped this on us. Josh, you better find your way over here too. Yes, exactly. Well, as far as um, if they don't get to come, I say we just cancel celebration there. I mm-hmm. said it. There you go. It's fair. It is fair. But you know what? He also emailed me a trailer trash that he thought that we would like. So I think we should watch it and we should watch it and watch it. Um, maybe we should watch ourselves after we watch it. Maybe Does anybody that. really like trailer trash? No. no. <laughs> it's kind of like Naboo. It's a visual representation of what Naboo means. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So This is garbage. I'm headed in for my proctology appointment. <laughs> Now that's funny. Let's watch Howling 3. Oh. <laughs> Terror can be many things. Sporty Weaver. It looks like Sporty Weaver. Exciting. Oh, oh easy oh, there. Beautiful. <laughs> Bizarre. Oh no. Oh yeah. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin. It could be ah. anything or anyone. He's got a rocket launcher. That was oh. yeah. He lit up a rocket launcher. Uh, what's up with the fish islands? The Howling Part 3. Do you realize what this means, Sharp? A new species of human. This is going to be the greatest scientific discovery of all time. Oh, they are real. Looks like a bird man. One man. Oh, hey, easy, easy, easy. easy. He's gonna check out his house. One will try to save them. I wonder how many more of them there are out there. But others will seek to destroy them. We can't protect ourselves. We've been killing us for thousands of years. What choice do we have? Hey, Muna! Help me! Change me! Hey, Muna! Was that him? 
Are they freaks of nature? Or creatures from hell? They should be wiped out completely. Evolutionary freaks. To get our freedom, please. According to these readings, he should be dead. Now, fear takes a brand new form. Um, what the hell what did the we just see, man? That? Fantastic. That, I mean, uh, for our listeners, uh, you, you need to watch it just because I'm lost for words. <laughs> was it American really or trailers? Australian? I'm pretty sure it was Australian. I think it was. And it looked like Sam Neill in that thing. No. Sam Neill is the one from Jurassic Park, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And no, I don't uh, do that to him. I, oh, I'm going to look him up. Oh, here we go. Here, here it is. It. I could be wrong, and I probably am. Well, I, let's and hope I so. hope, I really hope. Yeah. Howling 3, Oof. 1987. Please don't let Dang. see all cats. I think that took the franchise in a different direction. <laughs> what yeah. was the direction before that? Yeah. I don't know. Definitely not Sam Neill. Thank, Thank God. God. Well, I <laughs> caramba. I don't even know what to say. The marsupials. Yeah, it's called the marsupials. So when he was reaching for that that lady, he was gonna check out the pouch situation. Yeah, he was gonna check out because later on, for the listeners, there was a lady laying down in bed, and the guy was trying to grab her while she was sleeping, like grab her stomach. And there was like an alien thing that popped out, like aliens, but it was in a skeleton form. Am I correct? It looked like a bird skeleton. I don't know. Something like it's that. It's possible. Yeah, it looked like a scary I, mess. I remember the, the first Howling was a big deal. That was kind of a cool movie. Yes, it was like that's what I'm saying. Like it was kind of like American Werewolf in London. Yeah, but this was just this was. Uh, Do marsupials howl? Maybe the now extinct marsupial wolf. Probably howled when it was alive oh, yeah. back in the Pleistocene era. No, I don't know. I was fucking throw Dr. Gonzalez. Wow. Go with it. Doctor Gonzalez has to show it up. Oh man! As, well, as he pushes up the glasses, you guys yeah, see that? I'm just, just, yeah, just saying. So like, Maybe in a natural environment and habitat, they were able to howl at the moon while yeah. having multiple wolf babies in their pouches. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck at the moon. Turbo, I mean, thank you. I mean, not really, really? Yeah. not really, but I, I'm glad that <laughs> it I was better than Nabu. Look, the impact he had on this episode makes Turbo one of the truer Sith listers. That's out there. right. That's right. So thank you, buddy. it's not a competition, everyone, but no. honestly, uh, the contribution Turbo. of this trailer trash left us all stunned yeah. for Speechful. the very least. Five seconds and five seconds in recording is an eternity. Now we're gonna end this thing talking about Venom Two. I really liked the first Venom. I thought the first Venom was great, and if it's anything like the first one, I'm I'm in. I'm in. And Woody Harrelson looks batshit crazy all the time. Yeah, and this is probably what the Spidey Spider Verse is gonna end up being. I mean, we're gonna have Tom Holland come to this side of things in a couple couple years. Hope it's good. What'd you guys think? It yeah. looked all right. I wasn't, you know, a huge fan of the first one. Um, Carnage looks a little close to Venom to me, mm. at least from what we saw here. You know, in the 
in the comics, he's thinner and more red and black, not just black, but like, and, and the face looks different. But here, he looked very similar to Venom, at least facially. Gotcha. Gotcha. Eric, what'd you think? Me. Mm. Did you see the first one at all? No. Okay. It is, I don't know, man. The whole, yeah, I don't know. A little sticky. Um, I like the first one. I, for I, being one of those superhero movies that you don't have to take tremendously seriously. Right. You're just kind of like, ah, it's just a dumb movie. <clears throat> and this one seems like it's going that route where Venom's more of like a, a source of comedy than terrifying. Yeah. And it's kind of playing the maximum carnage storyline. Carnage doesn't look how I'd want him to. I always remember him more as gangly and mm-hmm. kind of uh, kind of like the antithesis of Venom, where Venom is bulky and like, right, right. And has like a, some kind of conscious like carnage is just like this killing machine. Like, yeah. like, yeah, just psychopath. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, so far it doesn't look bad, but uh the if you read the comics back in the days like i my first job was i worked in a comic book store when i was 14 and this comic book had come out that like within that time oh. i freaking love this character right at the time he just kind of like flipped what was already like a cool idea on top of its head but so I, i'm not sure if it can ever live up to that my my little kid brain wants but sure uh, sure, sure. It, it looks, cool. It looks it, cool what i love about it is that it's goofy and it knows what it is and that's what i love about the first one I didn't think it was going to be that type of film, and it was. And I was like, wow, they actually made a goofy, cool superhero film. Yeah. What'd you think, Boo? Uh, yeah, no. I I like the first one. This one looks good. I, yeah, I think it taps on more of, of what we liked from the first one. Um, the the it, Interesting to see the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock, I guess, grow and them coexisting more normally, which is gonna be weird and and funny to see uh i think carnage looks cool it's just i don't know it, how how murderous are they gonna make carnage is my question because it, it's it's got to be pretty bad that's right. that's that's my thing is it's got to be pretty horrible to, for you to get the full scope and, holy shit carnage is fucking terrifying like oh my god did we see if it was rated r because I know the first one was. I did I not see that. No, I want to say it's PG thirteen. Yeah, I, uh, I want to agree. Yeah. So I don't know, but that, that's that, that's my only question. And just just not to make it, you know, I guess super campy, you know, that that kind of thing. Just kind of fully go for it, which right. I think they are. I think they are. I have a question for Randy though. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you take like when comics first came out? Did you like snag them first? You know, from people who wanted them. <laughs> Oh, yeah. snagged them before people got a hold of them. Yeah, you know, you know, because because you had access to oh, them. This prior. was a, yeah, this was the early '90s, man. It was a different time. There were enough comic books to go around for every <laughs> freaking person in the world. <laughs> I, I, like that issue, for example, we probably got 150 copies of just that issue. Damn! You think of all the Image comics that had just mm-hmm. come out, like Spawn. We were sitting on like fucking like five or six hundred of those damn things. Randy, I think he's trying to do a little backhanded. Yeah, I know what you're trying to do, Comment. but I'm trying to tell you the uh, it was too plentiful. Gotcha. gotcha. For just, any of just that wondering. chicanery to go on, man. Gotcha. Okay, well, good. What, what what happened, man? Did you did you miss out on a pair of headphones or a pair of sneakers you wanted to get? What happened? No, no. I you know I, I've just heard stories about you know somebody you know taking tickets from you know <laughs> certain people you know for concerts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I just want to make sure that you know that's not 
a widespread problem. <laughs> they you know? were scalpers, uh-huh. and I was stealing from children that were paid by scalpers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't help you with that one, man. I know. No, no, you're good. <clears throat> Last week, I said we were going to read um, an email from Shock because I, I forgot to read it. But I'm not going to read that one because he sent another one. So this is about Marvel and Zeus. We talked about it a little bit last week. Dear Sith listeners, since Russell Crowe is going to be in the new Thor movie playing Zeus, I think it's fair to say that he probably is going to be one of Gore the Butcher's victims. Mm. Speculation, however, is whether it will lead to Hercules. It would seem logical, but I'm not sure if there's a place for Hercules in the MCU. In the comics, Thor is much more serious than his MCU counterpart. But due to Chris Hemsworth's natural comedic talent and Taika Waititi's direction, Thor has become a funny, hard partying goofball until it's time for a fight and then he gets serious. This is how Hercules' character acts in the comics. Oh. I don't think there can be two god characters that act so similar. And if you're going to change the character of Hercules, then maybe it should be a different character who is strong like a god and really serious like better. Better Ray Bill or something. The only strong argument I could see for Hercules to come to the MCU is if they make him bisexual like the comics have teased off and on. That would go a long way towards some inclusion. What do you guys think? Is there a place for the comic version of Hercules in the MCU? Also, if you haven't already checked out 25 issues of The Incredible Hercules when he took over Hulk's title with his buddy, Amadeus Cho, it's a really Mm. fun book. Thanks, Shank. Thank you, Shank. That's a really good email. Um, I wouldn't have any problems with Hercules being bisexual. I think that'd be rad. And um, I don't know much about Hercules in the comics. I'll leave that to um, Les, King Tom, and Randy. Do you guys know anything about it? Is he very similar to what Thor is in the MCU? He's he's more of like a... From what I remember, he he's like... I guess the word is gregarious. Like he's just more mm-hmm. like a, a big mouth. Like he's just like, like to talk and while they're fighting, it's almost like Gimli, you know, Gimli uh, was always like keeping score and like there's, they're fighting in him and like Thor. And he's like, Oh, I can't wait to go out here and fight. You know, this is going to be great. Or like uh, a WWE character. Actually, that's exactly it. We just got to figure out which WWE character he would be. And that's it. He's more like a modern day wrestler. Like in that terms of like, always just big mouth and just, you know, running his mouth and entertaining everybody. Roddy while Piper. Fighting and stuff. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There it is. Hacksaw. The rock. Oh, the rock. Okay, cool. Well, I, that's because the rock was my favorite wrestler. So anytime he started talking shit, I loved it. So it's all good. Mine's iron chic, but you guys know why. <laughs> now Thor is a kind of like a party dude, obviously, but he does get serious, especially in Endgame. That dude was not happy. Especially but, in the first, but the I mean, Thor the thing, the Thor in the comics though knows he's the Thunder God, knows yeah. he's a god, knows he's royalty. So he's, he's nothing. He's nothing like his character in MCU. No, dude, wow. he. You okay. don't look at him. There's moments where he just says, "Shut up!" Like he just looks and says, "Don't even talk to me." Like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> I'm right. a. I'm a god. Like, don't talk to me. Uh, Boo brought up, and I think it was at the end of Civil War, uh, where Thor just beats the shit out of Stark, mm-hmm. rips his thing off and just says you can tell whoever you want the rules you have but you don't talk to me like that and you just like chuck them oh that's like, right he's like remember who you're talking to i'll fight you i'm a th- i'm a god like i'll beat right. your ass like that's just thor in the books he's like he doesn't take any crap because okay. he doesn't he's the strongest character in the books too so yeah why should you take anybody's shit 
Right. And you can beat everybody's ass. You guys have a problem with Hercules being bisexual? Absolutely yeah. not. I think no. that'd be great. I get it, man. Yeah. You like what you like, man. There you go. Hey. Nice job. There you go. Liking what you like. Yep. Like what you like. <laughs> and thank you, Shank, for that. Appreciate it. Sorry we didn't read the last one, um, but this was a great email. Guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 250. I can't believe I'm saying 250. Uh, but it's been a fun ride. It sounds so like fun. you're surprised. I am very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very surprised. But uh, Randy, thank you again for coming on. Um, I love that you're coming on so much. Uh, you know, the uh, the uh, door is always open to you, my man. Thanks a lot, guys. Congratulations on two. That's like five years of episodes. That's no small thing. Damn, we haven't missed one week, by the way. Isn't that crazy? Congratulations, guys. That's insane. Yeah, crazy. Uh, maybe we will miss a couple weeks though now because of the uh, celebration. <laughs> Mr. Tom Chansky, King of All Pods, where can people find you listening to the new Weezer album? People can find me waiting for my personalized Order 66 uh, instructions from Sheev Palpatine. Uh, I'm also <laughs> on Twitter at Tom Chansky, and I do Patreon shows for Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, and The Bad Motivators. Mr. Carlos Buarguel, let's go with you. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith Lisboo. Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at lessismore78, and you can also find me on the Sith List podcast, and also on the Sith List YouTube channel, doing uh, reactions and breakdowns to all the various uh, pop, uh, awesome geek shows out there. Pop culture potpourri? Sure. By the way, Josh Chapman did tell me that he thought your name was Gonzalez. I fucking can't believe you did. <laughs> He's like, I-, I really didn't know if it was Gonzalez or Gonzalez. He actually did ask that. He actually did ask yeah. how to pronounce it, and he said because yeah. the way you do it, yeah. he didn't know. You're so yeah. You do it every week, and but, but you know what? Like, he he nailed know. my last name of all names. He nailed it. Like I, I was very impressed. He said it better than I do. <laughs> That's because he's a good dude, man. Josh he's a great is just, guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. Great. You got to get him back on. We got to get him back on. We got to line it up. Absolutely, Mister Red Dead Redemption. Where can people find you? Check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators. I also do Patreon shows for The Bad Motivators. And you can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. And you can find me at The Sith List. Thank you again for checking us out every week. 250 is crazy. Check us out on our YouTube channel where we're going to be breaking down all kinds of things, Bad Batch, and we're going to be doing reaction videos. You know, we're going to be on the Kessel Run Transmissions breakdown of Bad Batch for a while. So we're going to be doing those. So check it out on there. And again, really appreciate you sticking around for 250, even if it was like the last five. Probably best that you did that. Catch us next week on episode number 251 of The Sith
I looked up anticlimactic in a dictionary, <laughs> <laughs> and it had this podcast episode in it. 